Saturday, April 6th, Bane 316 is about to grace the platform again. Or re-arrival. The return. The return. Don't call um, it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. It's definitely not a comeback. No. Because it hasn't been that long. No, but no, it, no, no technically the first meet back from an injury. Yeah. On the platform. It is. So, so I guess you could potentially call it that, but it is the return. Yeah. Would you call that an injury or would you call that one of my things? You know what's Hurt or injured. That's really Hurt or injured with that one. That's really Because you finished a meet, and I then did. you were able to kind of get back into training. Not full-blown training. And if you guys don't know, uh, at AWPC Worlds in England in August of last year, yeah. uh, Bane on his third squat tweaked something in his back, uh, but he tweaked something with, like, 700 pounds. 688. Six, yeah. Eight, yeah, 688. Yeah. And Probably that, one of the scarier videos I've ever been a part Yeah, of. so the tweak makes it a whole lot worse when the weight continuously comes down on your hip and, and back I was, again. I was in the hole when it happened. Yeah. It, was, it was all kinds of terrible. Yeah, so he soldiered on, he finished a meet, had a really good meet, went 7 for 9, correct? Uh, yeah. 7 for 9, which is pretty great uh, meet in general, yeah. to go 7 for 9 and hit some solid numbers there. 650 with that bad back, so it wasn't too bad. Yeah, so maybe coming back from a Hurt, uh, hurt, hurt kind hurt. of situation. Well, uh, more, I would say it, it is more mental. Yeah, uh, I had to. I definitely had to get back under that weight once I was feeling it. Um, and you know what, music speaks to me a lot. I had to kind of do it with the song in the background too, mm-hmm. because I I kind of associated for a little while that song with the injury, yeah, or with the hurt, and, mm-hmm. and so I, I really needed to to do that. And I have, I have since then. I mean, I've hit a, a lifetime PR since then. So I, uh, but yeah, seven days out. Seven yeah, days from, from right now. APF Nationals, seven days out. AAPF. AAPF, sorry. Yeah, you're good. A double APF. Yeah, don't forget the extra letter. Yeah, don't forget the extra letter. It'll cause a lot of issues if you get that extra it letter. It can. It could be a tough lesson to learn. It can. It could make you maybe lose out on like $100 on another meet you have to sign up for. Spend, uh, spend a weekend and... Yeah. Uh, two, yeah, two weeks out from meet, you have to compete again. Yeah, but, not uh, that we know anybody who had to do that. Yeah, we don't know really anyone who had to do that. Um, but APF Nationals, South Carolina... This day, next week, you will be competing. I will be on the platform, yes. Lily will be done. She competes the day before, but we will be on the platform. Okay, so it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Correct. How's it looking? Correct. So you'll be Saturday. One, how are you feeling going into the meets? How's you? good, man. I feel, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I don't want to sound cocky or anything like that, but I am very confident going into this meet. My body feels good. Uh, I, I've been able to focus the last month or so on my recovery and uh, spend some time with that, and, and I'm feeling good going to this meet. Yeah, your training has looked good. It's looked better than it has before mm-hmm. uh, with – you don't post a whole lot on your training, but I have seen you train before, yep. and it's, it's looking good. You're at Brickhouse testing your openers. Yep. Everything looked pretty smooth. Everything was coming up pretty fast. Yep. I think uh, – the last one was a little higher than I wanted it to be. I was gonna, I was gonna wait for you to say yeah, that because I don't want to bring it up if you didn't want to bring it up. Still moved quick, and I went back through the archives from this training, and <clears throat> I, so I doubled that same weight at Surge uh, about six weeks prior to that. Okay, and that was an absolute. I'm not gonna lie, that was a shit show. Yeah, uh, 
because I had explained to, and I love Janelle, she's awesome, she was running the rack, Yeah. told her I was going to do a one-on-one, which in my language basically is, I'm going to do the first one, if it feels good, I'm going to do the second, so when I gave her the nod that I was going to do it again, she pulled the pulled the hooks and came back, so I basically had to have that weight on my back for about an extra 10 to 15 seconds longer than I normally would, still got it, hit depth, went back and looked at the warm-ups up to my 719, uh, did that same opener of 650, and buried it, looked awesome, moved really fast. Uh, same thing with 690, I think it was 694, uh, was the, the second attempt, uh, during that training. Everything moved very, very well. And, and then 719, I, you know, I buried that one. I was, even though it was a view from the front, really not a lot of questions on depth on that video. Mm-hmm. So feel very confident going in, uh, just overall. Um, little ironic, I, I texted you the next day. You know, we had, uh, some special guests at Brickhouse. We had, uh, Mike Yako showed up. Um, yeah, I guess you can call him a special guest. He's special. Yeah, he's special, right? Yeah. And then, uh, and then Forsaken Warrior, Steve Johnson was in town. He was. And the next night, he was at Export with me and, uh, with me and Drew. Yeah, that was pretty funny when he texted me that. Yeah. When I saw it, cause I've never actually seen, uh, Steve yeah. train at, um, the Brick House before. Yeah. Like, I've seen Yako there a few times, sure, uh, but sure. Steve came in, I'm like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Right, cool. And uh, he just was throwing up, like, 700-pound deadlifts and throwing them back on the floor like it was it was child's play. Yeah. So it was nice to see. And yeah. probably made you feel a whole lot better going into a meet. It, it did. It did. Uh, yeah. So, uh, also, with uh, training right now, where's it at? What are you going to be accomplishing, say, today? Yep. And, like, because after today, it'll be six days out. So how do you kind of lead up to the meet day? Yeah, so it's actually good. It's going to lead into a couple things today for us. But uh, today, you're going to go through, usually about a week out, what I like to do is I like to go through my squats. I'll do basically 10 singles mm-hmm. at about 50% of my max. So, okay. And you uh, talked about this last week as well. Yeah, so I'm going to go through t- uh, today. We're either going to hit up, uh, more likely 2XL, maybe Brick House, not 100% because it's on, you know, all of them are on the way home. Yeah. Uh, it's Des Plains. Uh, we're here in the evil layer, so uh, basically going to go do that, and, and that's really going to be it for today. Okay. Uh, tomorrow will be a, a bit of a rest day, do some stretching, you know, a little bit of mobility work. Monday we'll do a similar process with bench uh, in the evening, so about 50% of uh, projected max. Do 10 singles, try to get really, you know, folks on technique, get that leg drive, you know, everything like that, and then that's it. All right. Really, so we got basically two... Maybe I'll, I'll do something on Tuesday to keep my my blood flowing and just to kind of get my mind off of things. But really, that's it. All right. Yeah, it sounds sounds exciting. Now, openers, you want to get those projected out or you want to keep those to yourself? Well, no, normally I keep them to myself. But like I said, I, I do feel pretty good going in. Uh, we did adjust after talking with my coach because uh, the one thing that we are going into this meet with that I have not had to deal with before is a different type of travel. You know, you and I talked about this traveling across the pond. You know, a little different because we were on a plane and, you know, we could get up and move around if we so desired. I uh, could not. You could not. You, were, you were in the back with the, the commoners. Yeah. So um, up, in, up in, you know, the privilege section where I was, mm-hmm. I could get up, move around, do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the sugar daddy did not upgrade me. Which... I, I did not. Well, we didn't book them together. That's why. Yeah. Whatever. So that was a whole different thing. But uh, all that said, so, so we are driving down, and so we are going from uh, my house to uh, Indiana, picking up uh, Chris Meadows, one of our fellow competitors from Worlds last year. And then we got about a 13 and a half, 14 hour drive from, uh, where he's at in Indiana down to Myrtle Beach. We're going to go straight through the night and get there in time for Lily to weigh in. And then, uh, 
you know, kind of go get food and get hopefully settled in the room pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did call the hotel. They said the room should be ready fairly early, so we should be good nice, there. Nice. Which will be nice. Uh, so we did lower the opener for my squad just to be safe. Uh, okay. So I'm going to open at 639. Nice. Uh, I believe that's 290 is what that can What you open with Worlds? Uh, 644. Okay. All right. So, yeah, there is a drop there, which yes, is probably so a good thing. Yeah, just trying to play that a little conservative. Same thing on my bench. I'm going to open at... Uh, either 343 or 347. Nice. Uh, to kind of see how that feels. Uh, the nice thing is it's, it looks like I'll probably be fairly deep in the flight mm-hmm. for both. And so if I need to change, I can, I can do that as needed. Uh, and then deadlift, uh, I'm going to open at 661. That's usually my opener for, for most, uh, most meets and I feel very comfortable there. Uh, I can make the jump if I, if I need to up to 705. Um, Depending on where the meat is at at that point, I have a couple decisions to make for that third deadlift attempt. Uh, do I go for a certain number? Uh, there is also a number that I have in my head that I may just go full send it and go for. Okay. That will remain to be seen. Yes. Yeah. So what's the approach for that? Do you hit your? Because mm-hmm. I don't know. You have progress runner max. Do you go off of a progress runner max? Because I don't. I'm not really too deep into your training. Sure. So I typically look at, and this is me. A lot of folks will disagree with me on this, and that's totally fine. I typically do not handle a weight on the platform that I have not handled before in the gym. Okay, that's a very similar to me, too. That's Yeah, yeah people will uh, differ with their philosophies on that. Yeah. That's why I want to ask you, is it your progress runner max that you're trying to hit or a max that you're trying to match in the gym? Because for me, it's a progress runner at max. Like, third sometimes will be something I never hit before. Right. But it's still progress one or max and something I should hit, and that's what I've been training off of. But it's never over, it's never over that. It's always 100%. On the PH3, if you look at it on max out day, it'll give you start 90, go 98, and then go 102. Okay. I go 90, 95, 100. Okay. With how I uh, max out. So that's that's about where I would be at a meet. It is all open, usually around between eighty eight and ninety percent. I'll go to between ninety four and ninety seven, and then I'll go to hundred or hundred and one. Okay. I have occasionally and usually only on my squat where I will go slightly over what I have done in training. I've never done that with squat, have done with deadlift a lot. And I've done it in deadlift twice. Okay. Uh I had to I, I think it was the summer bash twenty fifteen. Uh I, I basically needed to pull like a fifty pound lifetime PR to win. And I did. Okay. Uh, and then I think it was the following winter, so the Raw Challenge 2016, uh, I had to pull another 15-pound lifetime PR to uh, to hit the goal total that I wanted, and I, and I hit that. Mm-hmm. So other than that, yeah, it's almost always stuff that I've already handled in the gym. I know what it's going to feel like. Uh, especially bench, I, I still do not feel necessarily comfortable enough to go for a lifetime PR during a meet on a bench. Okay. Uh, it's just Who the, is? Uh, who is he? For, for now, not not me. Yeah. Uh, though there there will be some some specialized training coming up. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can actually not announce this, but I can put it out there. Uh, earlier this year, Sean Copeland and Crystal Tate, their relentless page, uh, put out a contest to whoever had the highest donation uh, during a certain 24 hour period would get a free eight week program with Sean. Okay. Uh, relentless is a cause I believe in very very much. It's a phenomenal cause for those who don't know. Uh, Hope Kids, uh, actually the kickoff is this weekend up in Minnesota, raises money uh, through powerlifting meets and, and the money raised by the athletes to help kids that are dealing with terminal diseases or, you know, just kind of crazy wild out there and they, their parents need help with everything from medical care to travel to accommodate, whatever. And Hope Kids has raised, uh, the last I checked, over a million dollars in the last 
a few years doing that. So I don't have all the exact stats, but great, great cause and really, really cool. And I was the one who happened to do that. And so actually Sean Copeland is going to be helping me prep my bench for Worlds uh, coming out of this meet. Ooh. I'm very, very excited yeah, that's, for this. Yeah, that'll be really good. Uh, there are programming to get and coaching to get to. Yep. And, and it's going to be a different version of me and Sean being together because, again, we've always kind of, uh, when we're working around each other, typically, you know, either helping, uh, you know, spotting his athletes and now, you know, becoming one for at least this period of time. Uh, going to be interesting. I'm very excited to see this version of Sean and, and honestly get his very honest take on a lot of things uh, of what I do. Yeah, for sure. I like that. And I'm excited to see you compete. I'm always excited to see you compete. You're going to be in the same road as me or the same uh, field as me in a, about a week or two yep. going on that accessory life, that variation life. Yep. And it kind of segues to our two highlights topic this week. It What's does. your favorite accessories? You for? Put together, everybody. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm trying, guys. I'm trying to. Like we know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, not not completely. I mean, we don't have Instagram Live on today, so we we figured that part out. Yeah, we figured that part out. Uh, we we, we, can do, we can do it on yours. Mine was the one that is the one that got all the feedback. Yeah, we so we could test it out, but I, I it could be just something else. Not today. We'll make yeah. it a special thing. Yeah, we we only do that once in a while. But yeah. yeah, we have our favorite accessories that we do for our main list for our main compound movement. For yes. the stuff we do uh, when we max out, squat, bench, deadlift. I yep. uh, got some good feedback on that. After that, we are going to have a two white lights question of the week. We have not done that in a while. This is a good question. I like this one. We it's a good question. It I like it, and it's also has to do with meat prep, yeah. meat day. Very uh, Yeah, like 48, 72 hours from a meet. You're going into a meet. You mm-hmm. can obviously give some insight. I've competed sure. before. I could give some insight on that. Uh, we are you, have. Are you sure? Because someone asked that on one of the. I think it was King of the List. Oh yeah. Well, no, it was Deadlift Time so Dead, Dead, but I think the guy the just. No, I think it was. Uh, it was. It, it was. Um, yeah, because I want to call this person out. They were saying just get on the platform so you could put in your new PR. Okay. Like okay. get get him on the platform now so you can put in that got total. It. Got it. So okay. he That's, knew. He's like, oh no, I know you competed before. He's like, you got to put that one in. On got the it. Thing. Okay. So, I, I can I can appreciate that. Yeah, it was because see I yeah. I uh, wasn't throwing shade at you. Wasn't right. throwing shade, and I'm, cool. and I'm pretty quick to leave a sarcastic remark when someone does. Yes, I do enjoy those. Yes, but uh, we have that technique tip yep. on deadlift. We're kind of transitioning from the bench to the deadlift, and everyone wants to learn how to deadlift better. I mean, deadlift that, that was the most fun the, part of the this. Meet. This may be the easiest way to advertise this episode: is learn to deadlift like the co-host former Lorna Sanzo. And I'm not even giving the tip. I know. Bane three sixteen. I will be. So and, and let's. Okay, I'm gonna two my more. My deadlift isn't too shabby. It isn't. It's not, not bad. Too shabby. So it's not I mean, bad. I get it. I'm bigger than than Nicole's former than Zenzo, but you know, can also pull over 700 pounds. Gonna throw that out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and uh, which again, I don't think people should mimic my deadlift form. So Your, yours is unique. I, I see this. Yeah, I don't. Are the anomaly. Yeah, I don't think you should really mimic it. So if you're gonna listen to someone, probably should be Bane. Uh, we have a Larry Wheels did something. He did. It was a, it's a, it's a scary Larry Wheels did something was, for a lot of you people. This was. For a lot of our listeners, it was the, a scary the one. collective 16 to 21 year olds held their breath. Held their breath in around four seconds. They had to hold their rosaries. Yep. So did. just they to make did. sure. But, um, I was excited to get this topic. This was in the arsenal for a little bit. Yeah, we, we chatted about this a couple weeks ago, uh, kind of running into, we knew that we had some pre-built in topics with, you know, a lot of meets going on, uh, between March and April. We've got obviously, your meet, we have mine, we've got the Illinois State meet, uh, we've got the U.S. Open coming up the weekend after Easter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of really good stuff. So like, hey, we've, we've got some built-in topics, but let's build some stuff up because they're, not even just wants to hear meet recaps. We're, we're, oh, not, yeah, we're, we're sure. not necessarily powerlifting sports center. 
Uh, we love doing it. Yeah. But we know that a lot of times people want to hear, uh, you know, just stuff about us, about our training. And the whole reason we put this, this whole thing together was how to get stronger, right? Uh, yeah. Really what we wanted to make the meat of our, our discussions. So we had been talking about accessories. You were going, coming out right off of meat. And, you know, during that time coming out of a meet, usually you get down to, hey, here's what went well, here's what didn't go so hot, here's what I need to work on. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, and that's why we kind of had the accessories to complement our main lift. Exactly. So that's why it's there, and then after a meet, usually we'll give you an idea what you need to work on. Yeah. Or even during meet prep. For me, it was during meet prep. Sure. Stuff I had to work on. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to make quick changes in two weeks and completely change my form and work on deficiencies that I have accumulated throughout my meat prep. Not going to happen in a week or two. It's not. It's going to happen in 13 please, weeks. Please hear that. Yeah. Please hear that. You are not going to fix everything in a week going into a meat. Yeah, so, but in 13 weeks, 8 weeks, maybe the 4 weeks going into programming again, you possibly can and possibly work on some things. And I yep. had this topic out there, and it was perfect to bring it up now, because, one, I'm trying to figure it out for myself, because if you guys know my training, I'm not very good with this, I'm not great with variations and accessories and understanding why they're being used. That, that's the bigger thing. I think you are, if someone hands you a barbell or a piece of equipment and says, go do X, Y, Z, you will do that. Yeah. But understanding the why, I think, is, yeah, to your point, that's where you're still growing a lot as a lifter. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I yeah, I could do most exercises that I've seen before. Yep. I could do them pretty efficiently, too. I just want to know how to fix my certain problems. And I want to know why certain accessories would help me with that. Yep. So the, the topic was eh, another selfish one where I'm trying to learn from you guys because we both have followers who are probably much smarter than me. Okay. Smarter than us. That yeah, could oh, give yeah. me some, yes, uh, so give me some good advice on how to actually yeah, I'm, I'm not lift that weights. Smart. Like, I, there's like seven brain cells left, man. There's a lot of blows to the head growing yeah. up. So there's not a lot left up here. Yeah. Soccer. Soccer yeah. life over there. But, uh, yeah, so I, I that's why I made the, that's why I made the topic. Uh, I posted what are your go to accessory movements? Um, yeah, what are your favorite accessories for your main lifts and why? Yep. Dakota Zucker commented, and we're not going to get right into the comments. We're going to give ours first, but Dakota comment uh, Dakota Zucker commented favorite accessories question mark my headband matching socks and my underwear stuffing. I apologize. Shitty phrasing on the question that I asked or for the topic today. <laughs> when I posted or, or was it, was it that well? And he just read it. Dakota read it that well. No, yeah, oh no, he read it that well. And I know Dakota's a good friend of mine, so okay. I know he's fucking with me. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, favorite accessories for your main lifts, accessory movements that complements your main lifts, all that kind of stuff. I should have commented, or I should at least posted in the actual topic that I put on my Instagram page. Yeah, I didn't, so that. That was a good one, Dakota. You win. You. you win. You win that one. Uh, I I'm in the wrong on this one. What's, You're what's being a sar- sarcastic. What's the handle? Uh, Jack, uh, Jack Denise. Jack Denise. So so as we're in the evil layer, we can do a, a very evil phrase. You win this round, Jack Denise. Yeah, you you win, which I deserve that one. I just really wanted to do that. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was menacing. Yeah, but so or how about you with your. Uh, let's do this. Let's go favorite one for squat, favorite one for bench, and favorite one for deadlift. Let's Perfect. just choose one right now. One. Just yeah. one. And and for me, that is tough because I've, I've gotten to to learn kind of where my deficiencies are. And so I, I have tried to figure out different ways to attack it, if nothing else, to make my training uh, more engaging. Because doing the same thing over and over again does get very repetitive and kind of boring. Mm-hmm. So, But I, I do constantly come back to 
Uh, front squats. I've mentioned this in past episodes. I really like front squats for a variety of reasons. There's a bigger purpose to them, I think. I said that specifically in an episode once. That it does, it helps with, you know, quad development. It does help with staying upright. Uh, and then in my case, because it's the way I place the bar, it does help mimic the pressure of a, of a max level squat if I position it right. Mm-hmm. So I really, really like front squats for that reason. Okay. So that's yours for squat. I might actually put that same one for my squat. Yeah. Front squats. Now, now I do it with a barbell. I know there's been some controversy over the last, like, a couple weeks ago of is a SSB front squat a real front squat versus a barbell front squat. Okay, I consulted with someone about that. Yeah. And yeah. it's not the worst thing you could do by repositioning it. Sure. I still wouldn't do it. I've seen people do it. I still wouldn't position the front squat. You're talking about flipping the squat safety squat bar it's over for around. that correct. front squat. Yeah, correct. I don't now see that I just still don't understand. It, it, it makes more sense to me than it did before. Okay. Um I had some people on Instagram on my DMs and uh, and comments, I can kind of explain it to me. Okay, where it makes sense. I still believe that you're just you're choking yourself more, and you might as well just do it. So like, into that. But. Some people are into that, I guess. Yeah, um, all the BDSM uh, powerlifters out there, which are many. We, we have an extra guest in the studio right now, and he's kind yeah. of giggling at that. Yeah, uh, like, I'm a ten year old. Yeah, the the bond. Well, what is it? What's BDSM? What is that? What's the acronym for that? Oh, I, the bonding thing that bond, that's bondage, sadomasochism, domination. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, Bane is pretending like he doesn't know. Uh, <laughs> you can tell he's like, oh yeah, no, no, I have yeah, no idea what that yeah, is. Uh, but power powerlifters have to be into that. I mean, segueing off that, powerlifters it, it, it have to be into that. Bane does stuff. so much. It's really what it is. Yeah, yeah like powerlifters, based on how they look and how they act, they have to be in the BDSM. I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just, it's a general I, comment. It's I just, a general I just, statement. I, I know things about certain people. I'm yeah. not going to get it. General blanket statement. Yep. You guys can flame me for that or cancel me if you want, yeah. if I offended you. But I'm, him if you yeah, want. I'm, make, sure to, make sure to do it properly. I'm just, I'm just assuming that. But, yeah, but All right. So... Uh, yeah, so that, the front squat. Uh, I do regular front squat. I do, like, yep. the Olympic powerlifting and, front and you, squat. you do the full, like, the whole, like, the finger grip. Like, you don't, because I cross my arms. Yeah, I can't cross my arms. Yeah. When I did in football, that's when I learned how to front squat. I think I was 15, 16 years old. Yeah. I could not cross my arms. Okay. And I had a pretty good squat when I was 15. Yeah. Um, I, and the coaches were kind of like, what the hell, 14? I can't even do, like, tw- uh, 95 pounds. Like, I couldn't, like, even position that with, when I was with 15. The, with the cross. With the cross. And then one of my coaches like, you have a pretty good power clean. Uh, just hold it like a power clean. Yeah. And everything was much better. My wrist flexibility is really good. Yeah. So I do that one. I do the, yeah, it is um, only the right one. But uh, the, I do that one and it helps and I'm actually put on a lot more resistance for it. Yeah. But my philosophy is different and I could be wrong on this. And I kind of piggyback off of, which is going to be a weird person to piggyback off of, is uh, Boss Rutin and Eddie Bravo. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Mixed Martial Arts guys. Yeah. They're talking about training for a um, fight. Okay. And I'm not comparing it. I'm not going to lie. I'm very intrigued by this. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not comparing powerlifting to fucking mix, or, or, to a fight or, or a war. war. Yeah, to a war, so chill. <laughs> but Eddie Bravo and Boss Rutin always talked about strengthening your strengths. Okay. Make sure your strengths are good. Like, your weaknesses, you might not have to use. Like, get go with what got you there. And Eddie Bravo used the example of... So these, stay, stay where you're strong. Yeah, like these Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guys, 
you know, dedicating an entire camp to Muay Thai and becoming a Muay Thai kickboxer. Okay. And going against a guy who's a Muay Thai kickboxer. So, and then coaches putting in their head like, oh, and he has a famous expression, you're Bangkok ready. This guy's Bangkok ready. He's going to go in and fight when he's a black belt on the ground where he should take the fight to the ground. And then he goes and stands up with this guy who's a Muay Thai expert as well. Yeah. And gets his head taken off. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Don't, just like they're going to try to avoid going to the ground with you. Yeah. Don't, don't try to go stand. Exactly. So he's trying to stand. It's like, oh, I'm going to strengthen him and stand. Then he gets his confidence. Like, you know what? I could stand with this guy. No, I could stand can't. with him. I could bang with him. And I'll probably, it's like, I'll be, and then once it gets to the floor, then I'm going to definitely win. It's like my weakness has become my strength. No, your strength is still not as, your weakness is still not as strong as this guy's strength. So don't train that. Or, or don't, uh, go into a fight thinking that's going to happen. Okay. Same thing with Boss Rudson. Boss Rudson was like, work on the things that you're excellent at, and try to get the fight there. Okay. With me, I'm extremely quad dominant. Yeah. I'm trying to strengthen on my quads because I'm a high bar, narrow stance squatter to lift the weight more efficiently and use more of my quads. Sure. I will still do some things to strengthen my hamstrings and other stuff, but the main thing I'm going to try to work on are my quads and anything else that, and my glutes. Anything yeah. else that's going to get my squat up because I know those are my strong points. Very similar to a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu artist, training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, continuously trying to work on his craft, continually uh, continue trying to work on his angles to get the fight to the ground and win there, and still working on his stand-up periodically to make sure he doesn't get his head taken off when he gets into the fight. Makes sense. Yeah, so that's that's where I, and I, I kind of don't really, I, I train my weaknesses, but the front squat's going to help my squat the most because of my high bar. Sure. So, alright, that's for squat. That's squat. Yeah, deadlift. Or Ooh, bench. Wow. Let's go bench. Let's go in order. My bad. Right so. Yeah, because I no no one gives a shit. Yeah, it's true. People uh, are going to mute every like time we talk about bench. Maybe no maybe no one's heard your technique. <laughs> maybe this is mute. No, someone oh, bench. Had, yeah. I actually got a DM about it specifically. Someone got a PR because they use the yeah. You, you mentioned that last week. I'm so excited about yeah. That, that is so. pretty sweet. Uh, credit Steve Brock for that one actually. So I did not make that one up. Yeah, and I'm, 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 I, by the way, I haven't made up any of my cues either. No, no, I still like I am. The good create the great steal. I'm stealing everything. The, the only thing I will do my best to do is as long as I know for sure who gave me the tip, I will try to credit them every time. Yeah. So, uh, bench, lat pulldowns. Lat pulldowns? So, I, I will generalize as far as just back stuff in general. Big backs equal big lifts. Yeah. But lat pulldowns, I love lat pulldowns for bench. Okay. I, a lot of people commented that. Um, I do lat pulldowns just generally. Sure. I guess it's always it's always just gonna be a workout you're gonna do. It feels like. Yeah. It's one of the pull ups, lat pull downs. If you're gonna work on your back and to strengthen up everything, I just did it to make sure I had a big back. Yep. And then it was in the PH3 trainer, probably not as a compliment to your bench. Probably just like, yeah, we're trying to build our back here. Sure. So that's gonna be out there. Same thing with weighted pull ups. Pretty much the same same deal. Same concept. Yeah. But uh, for the the accessory that I use. Which I don't use a whole lot for bench. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's probably gonna be double pauses or pauses. Ex- explain a double pause. So a double pause is pausing at the bottom and pausing at the midpoint, and okay. then completing your motion. So do, treating as a regular bench, I do a competition pause on my chest. Yeah. I press. Which, by the way, is seven and a half seconds. Maybe it's longer. Yeah, at least. Yeah, I'm well. I'm US. I'm US USA, yeah, I'm legit now. Yeah. So uh, pause at the bottom and then get the command. Pause halfway through, normally would where I would get stuck. Okay. And then get through that point. Okay. I would usually do it, obviously, with lighter weights. 
uh, probably 70% at the most, maybe 80%. And if it's 80% or anything over 80%, the reps will probably be like a single or a double. Okay. So that's, that's mine. That's my favorite accessory to go to. But at the same time, like that one is not usually in my programming a lot. Okay. It's, it's hard, it's hard to fit in with PH3. It's hard to fit in the accessories. So the accessories that I use are dumbbell press and, mm-hmm. and dumbbell flies. And that's just a strength on my chest. Okay. Which that's the only thing that's in it, but something specific to improving my competition bench, I would put double pauses probably at the top of my list. Cause if you, if you saw where I got stuck at, um, at my last meet, it was right at the halfway point. Right. Right at the halfway point, maybe a little bit above it. So if I could have just, you know, worked on that double pause or just locking out that point, maybe I could have got the bench. I also think just, I just wasn't strong enough. It could be very so, well. I, it, yeah, and that and that also will make you stronger, yeah. if you will. But I may might put close grip on there too. Or I'm trying to do a lot of close grip now. Yeah, makes but, sense. Build the triceps up. Yeah, I, I will say this because we when we were with Steve Johnson on Tuesday night, held him bench. So I was so I was spotting him. I, I did the handoffs for him. Mm-hmm. That reinforced so much that. Having a big back equals big list. This oh, yeah, man's for sure. back is absolutely enormous. Oh, yeah, he is a, a monster. He's, he's a very large human being. And then again, you, you see him, you see, I mean, he's thick, he's stacked, all that. Again, you see him from the back sitting on a bench. The man is just absolutely gigantic. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, very, very much reinforces big back, big list, big toll. Yeah, for sure. So, right. uh, deadlift. Yeah, on to the, on to the deadlift. Everybody's going to crank it up now. Oh, right, now, yeah, volume's turned up. Yep. Deadlift for me, Zerter squats. Zerters. Zerter squats, yes. It puts me in that position, and yeah. it gets the weight position at a different point where I could work on my lockout, sure. and I could work again on my strengths. I will do the exact same positioning I would have on my sumo deadlift with Zerter squats. I'll do it in squat shoes. Okay. It helps me stay upright. Because you pull in squat shoes. I do. I pull in squat shoes. Uh, if you guys want to know the brand, I've been getting that question out recently. It's Adidas. Just fucking look at Adidas. It's Adidas. Uh, look you, at Adidas powerlifting shoes and get them. Where did you get the hat? Uh, which one am I wearing? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's a, that's a dated episode too. That is. That is. Yeah. I like, I like to throw those little history lessons in there so people Yeah, if you guys want to listen to one of the argue, it might have been the first episode where I got pissed off because someone asked me where I got my Adidas hat and like, You were pulling almost 700 pounds. Yeah. Like for reps. Oh yeah. Well, well shit, I mean, yeah, sorry to get off, uh, off subject here, but. I have now, again, backed myself into a corner. I posted 730 deadlift on my page. You did. And, it's gotten great feedback, all the things, whatever. All the fucking comments now are, you missed the belt flip. And, like, did you sneeze at the top because I, like, spit a little bit at the top? I'm like, I, like, I, I, dude, I just lifted 730 pounds. Can you just congratulate me? Yeah. Or at least it. say, bless you, if I sneeze. Yeah, or, like, your shins are bleeding like something. Yeah, or shins not even bleeding. Yeah. Shins aren't even bleeding. It's a real deadlift. I'm like, all right. And, and then if you go on deadlift till I'm dead, people are just roasting my man bun. But, um, which is, it's glorious and I'll, yeah. I will defend that all day. So. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but yeah, so searcher squats, uh, it's, it's very similar to what I said prior with my front squats. It helps me work on my strengths. My deadlift will not work if I can't stay upright. Correct. If I can't stay upright for at least, uh, you know, the initial part of the movement, my deadlift isn't coming up. So yep. searcher squats will help me stay upright. It'll help me utilize my quads and my glutes on my De- uh, deadlift, which again, that's where I generate my power. Right. Glutes, glutes and quads. 
Now, variations could be conventional. Variations could be a whole lot of different other things. If he just, I mean, there's so many different deadlift variations out there you could really work on. And I do those still, but not as big of an emphasis as surgeon squats because that will help me the most with my deadlift. Okay. I like it. Okay. How about you? Uh, I am a huge fan of conventional deadlifts when uh, looking at what carries over to my deadlift. Uh, again, our, our stances are are fairly similar. We both do a, what would be considered a semi-sumo or a hybrid sumo, whatever people feel like calling it this day. Uh, for me, because my, if you watch my squat and my deadlift stances, they are almost identical. Okay. And but that, what that does do is it does put a lot of stress on my hips during especially really heavy training sessions. And so I like to throw in conventional deadlifts because it does give my hips a, a rest. And I'm still able to work the rest of the muscle groups that are involved in the deadlift can, and, and then hit them at a slightly different angle. And again, give, giving my hips a rest allows me to recover faster and, and continue to progress. So okay. I, I really, really like conventional deadlifts for that reason. Yeah, and I again, I like them too. Uh, strengthen up the lower back, helping me with positioning. It's almost like going with low bar squats well, yeah. in your off-season compared to high bar squats. And I think and, Eddie Cohen... And for me, and, yeah, and Eddie Cohen kind of said that too. It's like I always used to train low bar squats or high bar squats in the off season because it's like I generate most of the power all over here and over there. Yep. So, and I think yeah, for an off season kind of thing, I would do more conventional and I'll do things that are my weaknesses. But during prep, my accessories are what got me there. Right. It's what's going to help me uh, get better. Je- Jefferson squats all day. Yeah, Jefferson squats. The only. Legitimate or Jefferson deadlifts. Deadlift, yeah, Jefferson deadlifts. Okay. Jefferson squat. Yeah, the, the the Jefferson squats will be interesting <laughs> to see. Uh, Jefferson deadlifts. The only only lift that matters. Only only true deadlift. Yeah, you, you know what they're gonna do, right? They're they're gonna encourage people to someone's act. Gonna do, someone's someone's gonna going to try to do it. it. It's yeah, gonna yeah, it's gonna happen now because of mass anomics. And what I can't wait. Is I love mass anomics too. By the way, someone's gonna do it with enough speed that they're gonna hurt themselves in that area, and I'm gonna just I'm I'm not gonna feel sorry. Nope, I'm not at all. Nope, no, I probably wouldn't either. Let's get but, some comments. Uh, yeah, comment. Well, I kind of want to throw in this quote. Did you see the quote? Oh, no. I, I didn't see it recently. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna say the quote, and then you're gonna guess who said it. Okay. Weak people use their legs to lift things. Strong people use their back. Louis Simmons. Yeah, he did. He did. What's your opinion on that? Because going with conventional and Louis is a big is he big. was he fucking around just joking, or is he actually encouraging people to use their backs to lift things? Yes. Okay. For those who don't, can't use both. You're a perfect medium. Those who don't know Louis Simmons, he's a unique animal. He is. He is. He is a, a a very interesting character. And that said, Louis is a smart guy. He is. He's a very very intelligent person. Probably one of the smartest strength people of all time. I would put him up there with Mount Rushmore. Yeah, definitely. And you know, Louis talks about a lot. What are the strongest parts of a tree? The branches of the trunk. And the answer is the trunk, right? Yeah. Well, in that case, your your legs and your arms essentially are branches. Your, okay. Y- your but my torso is the trunk. And so he talks about building. Yes, you're going to still build up the branches, but the most important part is the trunk. Okay. And so that's, that's where I feel he's staying with his thought process with that comment of, we people use their legs, strong people use their back. Okay. So... I do guess I, that makes sense. Do I agree with it? Not a hundred percent. And also, my legs are called tree trunks. Mine are also all, yeah. often called tree trunks. It's true. Uh, I just got two of them. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Yeah, I wanted to get your opinion on it because I, yeah, I, I saw it. Uh, I, I was it? What's that? Subpar Powell he yeah. posted it. Pretty funny meme to go along with it. Uh, there's a funny back and forth between the old school West Side barbell lifters yep. and the new age kind of guys who are yep. lifting. So it, there's going to be back and forth on a lot of different things now. Yeah, and I think we're starting to get to this point where the the new guys, the new age lifters, are kind of outnumbering the old school guys. Well, because people are dying off and they or they're retiring or just kind of going. That like they're fading out completely. Yeah. They don't want to be involved in the sport anymore, and that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. But I just I saw that meme. I was like, all right, but well, I want to know, and I I get it, and I understand. Right when I read it, I understood what he was talking about. So, yeah. and again with the conventional to sumo, yeah. like discussion I have, I'm like, well, the reason why it's like I do that is because I want to use my legs to lift things, yeah. and I was always told not to use my back. Just in general to lift, not not in weightlifting. Yeah, it's so always in, always lift with your legs. Always lift through yeah. the legs because you only get one of these backs. And and I and I think where again Louis is coming from with that is that that is a very popular saying is to lift with your legs, not your back. And one of the ways again, Westside constantly looks for ways to differentiate themselves. Yeah, from a training a thought process standpoint. And so I see again. And make it hardcore. Yeah. Well, Louis, everything Louis says is very multi-layered. Like, you can really pick it apart and as yeah. you sort of peel those layers back, you get to the meat of it. And that's why I, I don't immediately ever discount anything Louis says. Okay. I try to dissect that as best I can. Um, that's why I kind of went through that whole, you know, the, the trunk versus the branches thing. It, the, the man, and this is why people think he's weird, because he speaks in a very, uh, the best way to put it is, it, it, onion style, because there's, again, there's so many layers to it. Yeah. Or parfait style, depending if you've seen the track or not. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. Like, likes parfaits. I hate Yeah, everyone likes parfaits. Everybody does like parfaits. Cake. Everyone likes cake. So, we anyway. got, to, yeah, we got our, yeah, we got our good, uh, we got some comments on this and we got some really you, good feedback. Because I learned some from Instagram. I use all my Instagram cloud for the day on a different video on different posts. Yeah. Sorry. My yeah. bad. Sorry, buddy. Sorry about that. Uh, it's gonna happen. It will. It will. But I, I learned, I never learned another Instagram lesson this week. That's yeah. great. Yeah, you learned, well, Gotta, gotta teach you through, or you gotta talk you through social media sometimes. Sometimes. So, uh, yeah, so we wanted to hear what your favorite accessory movements were, uh, for your main lifts, and we got a lot of good feedback. Uh, first one I saw was Hamstring Poppy, Sean Noriega. Have you heard of him? You fucking nerds. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, he said RDLs, Romanian deadlifts, Larson, bench press, and pit shark. Those are, that's the, uh, belted. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I like those. Those would make sense. RDLs make a lot of sense. He's hamstring poppy. Yeah. Uh, working on those hamstrings. The Larson's one kind of surprised me. Cause that's a, like almost the, and I, again, I would like to pick his brain on this because he's known for being a good power lifter and his insane back arc. Yes. So I'm, cause Larson's your, it's a strict press. Yeah. So it's a strict bench press where you're not using your legs or anything like that. You still have an arch going on. I'm, I'm, I'm curious, does that help with the back arc? Does it help him just try to create momentum still based off of, uh, just a strict press, help him use his chest a lot more than I, I just his yeah, legs? I would be, you know, taking away that leg drive and that additional, cause again, he, he has that arch and he's got, you know, those other factors that, that play into his, his bench. I would say using that Larson press is going to give him that re- complete range of motion strength, which is, you know, truly what you need. You don't just want to, hit that one little motion, which again, in competition for him, that works very, very well. Yeah. So that's what promotes his, you know, his solid bench. Yeah. For, oh, and yeah, a great bench press and uh, something that I think a lot of natural guys or not even natural guys, just guys in the USAPL want to do is just create that massive back arch. Oh, yeah. But I don't think, oh, and a lot of us just don't have the 
just want the flexibility, the you know the the, the yeah, just the ability to the, do the it, the muscular elasticity, etc. Yeah, so yeah, I'm just I'm curious because he posts a lot of videos on Larson's. I'm sure you go on one of his videos and explaining why he does it and go through it. But yeah. I thought that was interesting uh, that he does use that. But see, and that's like the difference is he's going and trying to work on maybe something that's a weakness of his. Yeah, uh, and I always try to sharpen my strengths a little bit and then work on the deficiencies periodically. And also the belted squat, the pit shark. Yep. I would love that. Yeah, belt squats, are, they are nice. It does they, they hurt a little bit. They yeah. hurt on, like, the little... Uh, the inner thigh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, was, I, I used one at Surge, and apparently they, they're working on getting another one there. Hopefully one day we can get one at Brickhouse, because everyone swears by that. And I could see how could one help Sean lift and also help me. Yeah. Because in general, it's very similar to Zerker. Yeah. I mean, we have one. Yeah, and it's a garage, and it is nice. It does take the load off your back, which is nice. Uh, for those of us with some lower back issues, it's kind of nice to have additional pressure on there. It can help with some recovery. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it, it can supply additional volume while not necessarily do, tearing up, uh, you know, the shoulders or anything like that. So it is it is a very, very nice thing to have. Yeah. All right, we got Sal as a second nature. Okay. That's his handle. Uh, hip thrust, lunges, great guy, uh, goes to break, uh, break house. Okay. Hip thrust, lunges, glute ham raises, uh, Bulgarian split squats, and floor press. I, a lot of people mentioned Bulgarian split squat, and I'm gonna get to, right after this comment, why they're used, and I, I really like Bulgarian split squats as well. Sure. Uh, lunges, of course. Lunges are great. They are, they're wonderful. Uh, hip thrusts are very good too. Uh, with, for the gram, yes. For the gram, for sure, depending on where you put the camera. Yeah. If you put it, like if you have, uh, the panty dropper sitting to my left here. Yeah. Uh, if he has it from, if he's, if he's, 17 feet tall. Yeah, if he's filming you, it's not gonna be great for the Instagram clout. No. But, uh, if you get it from like that taint kind of thing, that a lot of females, uh, like to, the, the tangle. Got a, uh, post, uh, yeah. And then it's, then it's great for Instagram. Yeah. But hip thrusts, I haven't really done those a ton. I just don't like them. Just doing them, but I've heard that you'll it'll be a great... you about it when you're married. Yeah. Uh, really? Yep. Well, explain that to me. It's like when you're older. Oh, okay. All right, I don't get it. Like on wedding day, like, Something. is that part of the, yeah, like, it's, the... It's, it's the speech we'll give. I'll, I'll oh, okay. I'll yeah, so is that like a dance we're going to do at the, like, the reception? I mean, we can if you want to. Okay. But remember, you're little spoons, so it might be weird. I guess so. Eh. Weird for you, I guess. Uh, yeah, so hip thrusts <laughs> will, will, hip thrusts will be good before my, uh, exercises. Yeah. That's what people told me with, um, recent things, like kind of my back and my hip kind yeah. of not aligning correctly. It's like hip thrusts would be good to complement everything, but just simply as a mobility exercise to sure. get you ready for your lifts. Uh, yeah, and now, now Bulgarian squats. I, those are just a massive pain in the ass. They can be. Uh, they're difficult for me. Okay. Just because it, it depends on what you're doing. Like dumbbell, you have to hold the entire dumbbell the entire time throughout, you know, say, I don't know, let's go 8 to 12 on each leg. Sure. So it's just like, it's really going to test your endurance, but the amount of muscle groups it works and the amount of, the amount of benefits you get from it, I, I think can be fantastic. So they're, they're very nice. Yeah. So Gainsley underscore D, or underscore N underscore D said, uh, Bulgarian split squat helps imbalances when I'm in season for other sports. And it's, yeah, and it's this kind of, the, the balancing. And say if you have a, like a stronger leg or you have misaligned hips. Yep. That will fix it. Yep. Like, iso, uh, isolating movements and that kind of stuff will fix that. So, the, 
if you have an imbalance, which a lot of people do in powerlifting, split squats. Do, period. Yeah. Oh, yeah, some people just do sitting on the desk all day. Yeah. Or sitting in a chair at the desktop all day. So if you have an imbalance split squats, I would recommend putting those in your program and just kind of working out your uh, quads and just kind of fine-tuning your technique a little bit. Because I could even see when I do split squats, my feet positioning is different for yeah. both feet. Yeah. Like I'm able to get my right toe a little bit out further. Sure. And then my left toe, or my right toe is sunken in a little bit where it's uh, pretty straight. And my left one is a little bit pointed out. Okay. Um, very similar to the way I squat. Uh, what else did he say? Hip thrust, strengthens glutes and lower back uh, without spinal compression. Very good. Spoto press. Spinal press, yeah. Spoto press. Is it Spoto? Uh, Garrett Fear fucking yelled at, I think, one of my friends for saying it incorrectly. Saying Spoto press? Or this spot- so well, who's the- what's his last name? Is it I, Spoto? I have no idea. Okay. It's based off someone's last name, so when we say it, we're mispronouncing the guy's very, last name. Very, very similar to Zerker squats. Yeah. Because uh, I think I called them Zerker squats. Uh, yeah. And I spelled them Z-E-R-K-E-R. Oh, Zerker, gotcha. which is wrong. It's not yeah, the guy's last I'm name. Not Zerker. Okay. Uh, so I saw, yeah. So Spoto Press, Garrett, if you're listening, which I know you are. Um, every, every episode, I know. Don't put me on your story and just fucking blast me, because you're amazing at that, and I don't want that to happen. But the free press. But the free press. Well, make sure you got, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You tag people. Because yes. you actually have the balls exactly. to tag people. He has the stone yeah. to do it. He won't block people that make a video of... What's that guy's name? I can mention him on air because I think he's a douche. That, that's how much he matters. Like. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I, I would legitimately misspell this guy's name. Yeah, see, Weak little guy. Weak, yeah. Weak little uh, guy. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what his yeah, name is. Yeah, I don't know his name. But, but uh, I, I think he lived up to it. So. Yeah, but all right, we're getting off on a tangent. Spoto press. I've seen a lot of people do that. I don't exactly get them. I, I know one of me and the Panty Droppers training partners, uh, Dr. Rob, he uses them a lot. It's a very, very good venture. I mean, almost 600 pound venture in a, in a single ply shirt. Rob uses these all the time, and I, I honestly have never gotten into them. Uh, don't discount them. I, I hear good things. He's done nothing but sing the praises of the SBOTTO press. Uh, I don't want to say it wrong, so let's spell it. Yeah. And Spoto Spato. Yeah. Not, again, not 100% sure on that part, but. Uh, I've heard very, very great things. Again, I've not done it personally, so okay. uh, possibly to throw into the repertoire during uh, in between nationals, worlds. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done them before. Yeah. I, and again, when we make these comments, it's something that I try to use myself. Yeah, uh, we, we to, learn from you guys. Yeah, and a lot of times we do. Uh, a lot of people said front squats. Yeah. I got credit underscore Arab who said that or Arab. I'm sorry. I had a problem saying Arab for my entire life because I grew right. up in Lamont. Yeah, that's. <laughs> um, I get uh, from at the Heartbreak Kid, Sean Coplin, uh, Blackness Bourbon. What he he is tagged a bourbon company <laughs> as his accessory. Oh, so he did the same thing Dakota yep, did. He did. He did. All right, he did. yeah, yeah. Sorry, poorly poorly phrased question. I'll work on that. Yeah. I just read it. But, but I also know that he likes to do, you know, whiskey and deadlifts that kind of stuff. So yeah, okay, I can see him doing that. Yeah, I saw someone do Hennessy or uh, what was it, Jameson and Deadlift, and they threw up everywhere. So I'm never going to do that in my yeah, life. No, no. Uh, what else did or I see? Like, you could do that. Yep. Um, I'm just going to look at this guy's name. Anton Limberg. Okay. Uh, hack squat, seated overhead press, seal rows. Uh, I like seal rows a lot. Sure. Seal rows is a great one to kind of one build the back. Build yeah. the parts of the back that will help you with squat and deadlift. Sure. And that's a staple for a lot of uh, Olympic lifters. Yeah. Is seal row. One of my favorite. Unfortunately, I can't get a great setup of why I want to do it at Brickhouse. 
Uh, the only, but believe it or not, the only place where I could get a good seal row going was Export Darien. We actually have a seal row machine over Well, we have, uh, we have a seal row machine too at Brickhouse. I don't like it as much as my setup. Okay. So the setup was two, what's the, what's the fucking thing's called? People, like, just two blocks kind of, and then yeah. putting a uh, bench on it. Oh, the jump boxes and the yeah. 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 So I would put just like a few of those on there and then put the press on it and then place a barbell under it. Okay. And that would that would be a really strict one too. And it was very quick how we kind of set it up. And now at Brickhouse we have the machine. I don't like the machine. It's not adjustable. It doesn't do the things I want it to do. Yeah, I don't right. like the bar for it. Um, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the machine for because so, we have we have the one at export in Arlington Heights and and I, I like it. We we use it I think almost every after every bench session. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. We have that call for us. Dominic Massimiliani. Nice. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Uh, slingshot bench, standing strong squats. Never heard of that. Standing strong squats. Uh, they could from. All right. So I I apologize. St and strong co. Uh, your handle. I I'm assuming those are just the ones where you stand up and like keep it there. Oh, you stand up. Okay. Yeah. I I, I don't know. Stand in strong squats. That's I I've never heard about it. That's what I think they are. Yeah. I, uh, I'm I'm going with the slingshot bench. That's where I brought up his comment, and he's the first person to brought a slingshot bench. I have never used a slingshot. I don't know if I ever will use it. I don't understand it. I mean, I've used it. And I'm, I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying that it's bad to use. Yeah. I'm saying, because I'm probably more ignorant than a lot of people listening, I don't know why it's used, and I don't understand the benefits that you get. Very similar to, like, if you're, well, using equipment, you know, using the bench shirt, uh, it does assist with overload, it, it so you can get bigger weights in your hand and kind of get the CNS used to that. Mm-hmm. So there is some benefit to that. It's kind of like using reverse bands. Okay. Uh, very similar how they exist. The difference is instead of having it be totally set up in the power rack, you can be using this on a bench, and it's literally just a you know piece of elastic equipment on on your chest that you know goes over your arms. Okay, I might use it today. Screw it, because I always like to mess around with things. But sure. I just I've seen it done before, and it just feels like people use it to get a one at max. That doesn't uh, count. There, there are some folks that do that. Uh, I mean, shit. They might be my, at. A, my, they my, might. They might be a brick house in an hour. My personal favorite is the people that put on two of those and then do a one arm max. Yeah. Yeah. Two two slingshots and. Does it? Do they? Are they able to hold the bench or? Uh, yeah. Are the, are the bar? I guess. All right. This is funny to me. Yeah, that's that's impressive. M Higgins, nineteen ninety two, said, "I think the best ones are the ones closest to the real lifts, like pause deadlift, pause squats." But that's just me. Yeah, skip, skip that one. Yeah, you skip it. Yeah, who gives a shit? Weird. That's yeah, weird. Uh, but uh, but that's just me trying to think logically. I'm no ex- expert, but uh, I do like that. That's what I tell people when I'm doing accessories. It's always trying to mimic my main lifts. So okay. front squats, very 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 similar to my squat. Yeah. Pause. Uh, double pauses for bench press. Obviously, it's very similar to my. It's it's the same exact motion, just two little tweaks to it. Sure. And uh, zercher squats are very similar to my sumo deadlift. Yeah. And, I mean, if you want to go into deadlift variations, thousands of them. Yep, there's a lot. And I do like pause deadlifts, too. We mentioned those, pause deadlifts, where you pause top of the... Midway up or whatever. You could could even do double pauses there. You could do it right when you get off the ground, right when you get halfway, and then right when you lock out. Like, you could do do a whole lot of things with that. The double pause I did was, like, at basically right where the the knee, or basically the bottom of the knee, so right at the top of the shin. Mm-hmm. 
just past the, t- the top of the knee. So, you know, right after the quad teardrop and then finish it off. Okay. So it was, you know, like four inches or whatever in between, you know, that, it, that is the knee as you're standing up. Not a very fun movement, by the way. It's not. I, yeah, that one's difficult. Uh, double, like double pause deadlifts, yes. pause deadlifts. Those are difficult, but the benefits are there. Oh, yeah. And for, I mean, for me, it's like, I never really, I never really got, it's either the deadlift doesn't come off the ground. Sure. Or that's about it. Like, once that deadlift comes to the ground, I'm pretty good with locking out and not hitting a, like, I've never failed knock on wood. Not wood. I've never missed a deadlift. Once it breaks the floor, you're usually coming up. Yeah, like, well, I've never got a deadlift, I've never missed a deadlift halfway through. Okay. Like, I've been able to pretty much lock out, or at least I haven't been called on that. Okay. The only time I've been missed deadlift is, Wait, yeah, wait, <laughs> the butt. The did weight didn't come move. off the floor. Did not move. That's the only time, and I think just in general, not even a meet, like, gym lifts yeah. and meat lifts. Like, that's the only time I've missed a deadlift, like, in my powerlifting career. Huh. Was when the, was at Nationals and when the weight didn't come off the floor. Yeah. But I still, I still work those in, double pauses. Okay. Uh, Polska Strong, my friend Adrian at Brickhouse, uh, he, it seems like all he does is variations. The guy's a variation machine. Sure. Deadlift uh, equals box squat. Interesting. Front squat, back work, bench, banded bench, uh, close grip bench, back work, uh, and squat equals pause squats. Okay. So pausing at the bottom, that's another good one. Yeah. I think if you have issues hitting depth, pause squats will help too. And again, so, and so if you have squats. and also if you have issues getting out of the hole, yes. pause squats will help. Yes. Uh, deadlift box squat. That's pretty. That's a new one, right? Uh, that's his favorite. That's his favorite variation for it. For just to improve his deadlift. Um, because I've seen, like you know, yeah, block pulls and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and front squat too. You put front squat for deadlifts. I have to actually ask him. Yeah. Why he does that? I want to. Yeah. Some clarity on that. Yeah. Good. good pretty strong guy. Too, but with uh, how he. Goes about lifting. Sure. You got a lot of Algerians, Paul's deads. Uh, not a lot of people said SSB. Which is interesting. I feel like it's been losing steam lately. Like, I haven't seen a ton of people doing SSB. Man, it feels like I've seen, I feels like I've seen more and more people use it. I, I don't feel I've seen it as much as in training. Like, I saw, obviously, Joe Sullivan did the monstrous SSB, uh, in the cage. Yeah. The Arnold. And I really haven't seen a ton of people posting about it anyway. Yeah. So, so I, I, I don't know if it's just losing steam. Maybe it's just my feet. I don't know, but yeah, I, I mean, there's so many now. Yeah, there's I mean, so I like, I love them. Yeah, though, those are I've been doing those recently to kind of work on the deficiencies that I might have. Sure, and um, and I, I'm able to do that within the next three weeks. But I feel, uh, yeah, I guess it was within your realm because I've seen more people, not more people, just people just doing them. Sure, that's about it. Okay. Uh, K1088, wide grip deadlifts, light seat because they grow on lats and back. I push these until I can't hold it. Front overhand grip any longer and transition back to straps. I like weighted good mornings too. Farmer's walks are a new favorite. Still testing these out. And how c- it carries into main lifts. So, snatch grip deadlifts, I think that's wide grip deadlifts. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Those are, those are a good variation. They are, they're very good. Uh, that will really help you fine tune your deadlift. Especially if you get into a very narrow, like almost the, uh, I'm spacing on the name for it, but you, I saw you doing it the other night, uh, where your feet are almost together. At the squatter? No, on the deadlift. Oh, that's just my deadlift. That's my conventional deadlift. Okay, well, you're weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah it's very Garrett Fury. Like, I generate more power doing that. Yeah, there, there is a, there's an old British lifter, and I remember 
Eric Rocha wrote an article about this talking about the, the sumo, the semi-sumo conventional, and then the, the very, very narrow stance. I'm just spacing on what the guy's name was. Uh, but then doing that with the, uh, with the wide grip. Okay. Alright. Alright, so, yeah, we got a lot of comments here, a lot of it repeating. How about you? With, uh, I really got, uh, like I said, I got Sean Coppola, and I also got, uh, Deadlift Frankenstein. Uh, he basically said, reverse hyper, great for glutes and hands. Ooh, good one. Yes. I'm a Forgot huge that one. Fan of that as well. Decompresses the spine, which is very nice. Uh, he also likes the Meadows Row, most because the name, because his last name is Meadows. Okay. Uh, also great for building the back. Yep. What's the Meadows Row? Meadows Row is, uh, basically going, if you picture the lat pull down machine where you have the thing for your legs, you turn around, you then put the tricep ex- rope extension, and you're pulling down with that. Oh, okay. So you're basically, your back is to the weights, and you're pulling it down in front of you. All right. Awesome. Yep. All right, so that's going to do it for our 2 Highlights Top of the Week. Thank you for everyone who commented. Uh, we'll get to we'll get to posting more topics in the upcoming shows. Yep. This is a really good one because you educated Enzo again, which is always important. Possibly educated Bane. He knows more than me. I don't know that far, but... Uh, you do. No, which not is not much. much. Not, it's, not, it's not a compliment if I say you know more than me. Okay. That's fair. So... You could, you could, yeah, you could try to be humble, but I'm like, no, 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 I don't mean as a compliment. Uh, yeah, so thanks for everyone to comments. Uh, I'll probably try some of these out. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna try the Larson bench. Okay. Soon. I've done those a few times just because. Uh, actually, Sean Noriega posted on a story that he's seeing a growing trend of coaches encouraging lifters to do this lift that they've only been doing twice or three times themselves, and have no idea what it's for. They've just mm. seen it. See, yeah, I've heard some other people talk about that, too. Yeah, and he's like, it's 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 irritating him and other people just because they kind of take their coaching and all that kind of stuff seriously. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't want to be that person as far as just trying different movements because I saw someone else do them. Sure. So I actually would like to know why use these accessory lifts. Yep. Because I want to get stronger. My sport. Actually, you know what? I didn't mention this one, and I uh, started to bring it back. Hawk commented. Yeah. Um, do the ones that you don't love doing. Do the ones that are difficult. Do the ones that you actually hate, because usually those are the ones that so help. Bench press, got it. Okay. Yeah, bench press. That, I mean, yep. is that your accessory? Yeah, basically. For bench press? <laughs> yeah. So I saw that, I'm like, yeah, kinda. I do avoid, I sometimes do avoid certain movements. I just fucking hate them. Yeah. Or I suck at them. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, do the ones that you kinda suck at to get better and that'll probably help you in the long run. You but, bet. Yeah, I, I actually couldn't find that in my comments. So. Well, I deleted it. Really? It's a sissy. Ooh. Yeah. Sorry, just mess with Hawk a little bit. Yeah. Love you, buddy. Yeah, um, I don't think he would delete he's, that. He's not, he's not coming to Nationals with us, so I'm a little okay. disappointed. Okay. Right. So throw a little shade at him. I actually want to see if he deleted it because there's really no reason to. But, uh, alright, so. Moving on. Yeah, we got Two White Lights question of the week. Good question, too. Good question, too, and it started off as kind of a bad one. And here is another disclaimer that I want to make, and just anyone who's ever going to ask me a question, or anyone a question, just in general, like, if you, it doesn't have to do with weightlifting, it doesn't have to do with anything. If you're gonna ask a question, please make sure it is specific. Yes. And if you don't like the answer that you're getting, and if you have more questions that are coming off of that question, oh, well, no, it's like no, it's like all right, it's like do you want to answer one question or forty-five different question. You have one specific question you want me to help you with, because again, it's this interesting thing where you kind of you have to answer questions at a point because we're on social media, we're at the gym, 
we associate with more people. Yep. We're not hermits, even though sometimes I would like to be. We're not. And you kind of are forced to answer questions, and based on how you answer the question, either it could make you seem like a dickhead or a really cool guy. Which you've been accused of. Yeah, which, I mean, accused of, I'll put in air quotes. Um, and I agree. And I agree with the occasionally I could sound like a... a cool guy, like you've been accused of that. No, yeah, that's... Air, air uh, yeah, air, air, no, yeah, air quotes that completely. Um, for, if you're going to ask me a question, I, I, I got a question recently, if you listen to the show... Uh, I'm not going to mention your name, and it's fine because this occasionally happens. He just simply asked me, do you have any advice for competition prep? Like, yeah, yeah, man. I got a shit ton of it. I got a, ton, I got a lot of it. Yeah. Like, you name, I mean, listen to Two White Lights. Yeah. You, you could have possibly 30 episodes if you go on ESM Radio. And see all the archive episodes. You can get a lot, probably a lot of advice from those. Yeah, like, between ESM like, and Iron Authority, you can get a lot of input. It's like okay, I'm like, and so I responded with, "Do you have a specific question? Anything you specifically want to learn?" He's like, "No, just general ones." I'm like, well, you're gonna get a general answer. Any competitions for uh, any advice for a competition prep? Stick to it. Yep. Don't That's quit. why. Yeah, don't don't stop during it. Like, if you want a specific one, you're going to get a specific answer. And I posted the thing, asked me anything kind of thing yesterday. Um, and I did tell people I was going to be selective on what I did. I, I did enjoy that. There was a lot of shrugs. Yeah, I'm like, if they, I'm like, if, it's like, if I want to, if I want to answer them, I will. And somebody asked pretty much the same thing. It's like, advice on Mite? Yeah. I got a lot of advice on Mite. Yeah. What that's, is that's anywhere from six to twelve hours? That's a lot of advice we go through. Yeah, so I'm like, it's a lot. It's a lot of them. And so, but he followed up because okay. I did say that, and I did say the very same thing. You ask a vague question, you're going to get a vague response. But a specific if you have a specific question, you get a specific response. Sure. So fun size underscore Eddie underscore Hall redid his question and asked me. Well then, such as the mindset you should have during a meet, is that better? One, yes, it is better. And what is the mindset you should have during a meet? Good question. Great. I like that I question. Like question mindset during a meet is for me is simple, but at the same time, if you see me during a meet, I have a kind of a different mindset. Um, I'm a bit of a nervous. I'm a nervous person. Just you are wrecked. Yeah, me. I'm. A, I'm a nervous person in general. And the funny thing is, like, see, this is where you see I'm always like that, but. I used to not talk to anyone. Yeah. So it didn't seem that way. It seemed like I was pretty calm and cool, but that's just kind of the expression I have to things. Yeah. But, um, and, and I guess other things could lead to that, uh, kind of behavior. But a mindset during a meet, if it's your very first meet, the mindset is have fun. And once you get that first squat out of the way, everything you were nervous about, will suddenly start to slowly go away. Yep. Once you get that first bench out of the way, it'll go them. away. And then deadlift, once you get that first deadlift, then everything just becomes way more fun. But the mindset should be, in my opinion, people differ on this, uh, have different opinions, and we even talked about at the beginning of the show. Yep. Hit your PRs that you've never hit before at a meet. So I'm saying this as I don't know if you're going to max out Two weeks before. Yeah. So if you do max out two weeks before, make sure you hit that. Yeah. If you didn't, which I don't do, hit your progress one at max. Winning and all that kind of stuff is secondary. You're not going to win if you don't 
put in your one rep max. If you don't total, you're not going to win. Yeah, you, if, you, if you don't put in a good total, you're not going to win. No. Putting your, if you go nine for nine and hit all your one rep maxes, you're going to have a good total and you just put yourself at an opportunity to win. But that isn't, even with my mindset, that's not my first thing is to win the meet. It's not my first thing. It's to hit my one rep maxes. Yeah. And then if it comes down to a small jump I have to make in between, then I'll start fighting for positioning. Sure. But I still, say if it's like I got to pull, like you said earlier, a 50-pound deadlift here, I'm probably not going to do that because I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm not going to be disappointed with myself because I tried to win a plastic trophy. Sure. I want to go 9 for 9 in a meet or put in my best total in a meet. And if someone beats me, congratulations, you had a really good day and you're stronger than me. Yep. The work is going to go in now to my meet prep for my next meet. Not in the 15 minutes I get to decide, or hell, the 90 seconds you get to decide your yep. next attempt. Yep. It's not going to be decided then. It's not going to be decided at that point. So that's the mindset I think, especially if you're a beginner. Hit whatever maxes you feel that's going to be a PR and put in your best total possible. Mm-hmm. That should be the mindset going into a meet. Makes sense. All right, and okay. and yeah, and, and for you, you have a, a really good one because you go with because you go with the days before going into a meet. I'm yeah. talking about the day of because really, and it's funny because I'm really nervous and yep. like you know uh, during meets, I but the two days before, I'm just trying to find things to you know get my mind off, and not even get my mind off it. Just I'm usually going out, I'm usually living my life. Sure, that's about it. So, well, how about with, because before the show you mentioned, like, 48 hours, yeah. 70 hours. So, so, looking at, like, 40 to 72 hours out, this is for me, uh, again, and I think, you know, Coles, Foreman, Rosenzo hit this very, very well, is we've learned over the last few years competing, uh, kind of how we react to the, the warm-up room, the meat environment, where we're at. Hearing that call, the bar is low. We've kind of learned how we react to that mm-hmm. and how to plan for that. And so what I do is, you know, in my case, I know that I get real nervous. I get, you know, everything kind of amped up prior to. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking, I'm visualizing, you know, hitting those lifts and, and hitting the goals that I have set. The problem is, is that I also have the biological response of getting fired up for a lift. Yep. And so I have to go through this whole process of, while still visualizing, still also relaxing and keeping myself as as calm as possible so that, you know, I can be prepared and I'm not just totally biologically maxed out. So so you think about this, you know, a lot of people, they'll, oh, you know, I hit the smelling salt and that just, you know, gets me all fired up. But here's the thing, if you've been thinking about hitting that lift for the last five days and you get jacked up every time you do it, your adrenal response is going to be significantly lower. There's some science behind that. I think a great person asked whether that be Mikey Sell because he can tell you about this kind of stuff because he's smart. But there's an adrenal response that comes from that that if you don't figure out how to control that, that you're going to be tapped out by the time you get to meet day. Mm-hmm. And so I spend that 40 to 72 hours trying to, again, toe that line between visualizing a successful lift and not getting myself so psyched up that I'm actually approaching the platform, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and so that is where you kind of hit that little, that mo- this is your moment of zen, right? Yeah. Where you can be in the moment, but at the same time not completely involved in it, and you can go into the meet. And this is why I say I go into a meet very confidently because I've been doing this now for the last three, four weeks, envisioning first attempt, second attempt, third attempt on every single lift. I've 
I've done this meet. This meet is coming up in a week. I've done this meet two dozen times already in my head. Yeah, and I, I guess you could go and broaden that to throughout meat prep. If you do the things you're supposed to do during meat mm-hmm. prep, and if you do things correctly, and if you practice and correctly. And we talked about this last week, too, or last episode, about yeah. approaching lifts like you would in a meet. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're squatting high and you're, like, a little uncertain of your uh, squat depth, uh, weak little guy. And if you get, if you are worried about that and you go into a meet and you miss depth, it's like, well, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? Same thing with meat prep. If you, but if you hit the lifts so you're supposed to and you put in the work and you're doing everything correctly as far as technique, not going off program, sticking with everything, having strong AMRAPs, seeing that progressive overload, all that different things, mm-hmm. you should be confident going into the meet where it's like, I did the hard work and now actually for me, the easy day is the meat. Should be because I think we we disagreed, and I still we and I still disagree with you on certain things during a meet where it's like you got to conserve your energy because you want to have a big deadlift. I'm like, man, conserving energy is going to be a lot really really easy today because sure. seven days ago or eight days ago or nine days ago I was doing six sets of seven, six sets of seven on uh, squat and bench, and then six sets of five on deadlift. Yeah. That day kicked my ass. This day is much easier compared to that day. It's not even it's not even close to being the same thing. Here's a lesson for all the young people listening. Bane three sixteen on the co-host for known as Enzo disagree on something and yeah. yet we're still friends and respect each other's opinion. Yeah, we Isn't could, that wild? Yeah, that's crazy. Like, so like yeah, because you're yeah, it's 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 insane sometimes you could think that I don't go on my Instagram and then bash Bane for uh saying the thing I didn't disagree with. But say the, the practice leading up to the game is extremely important. The prep work you're going to do, you should be this calm. This is the one time I will not and, agree with Allen Iverson. Yeah. I mean, but if you're if you're Allen Iverson good, you don't need to practice. You, do, you don't. If you're Randy Moss good, you don't need to practice. But uh, most of us aren't. We're not. And especially in powerlifting. Most of us are not. I can't think of a guy who is. Uh, maybe Larry Wills, of course. Of course Larry Wills. We'll get to him. Uh, yeah. But the if, if you're doing everything right and if you're, if you're not neglecting your practice and you're not neglecting your craft... You actually should have that moment of zen going into a meet where it's like, and that's kind of with me because I do talk about how nervous I am during the meet, and I am, and that's just mostly critiquing myself on my form and technique. You're but perfect. once, and but once I hear my name and hear myself in the hole, everything kind of vanishes. Everything kind of it's like, oh, well, can't can't back out now. Yeah, just got to do, and I'm going to do exactly how I do it, and it works out. And that's I have a very stoic face when I'm on the platform. Like in the in the actual the warm up area and in the um, the I, I want to call it the dugout the, the lifters area yeah I'm gonna call it the dugout because they say they're in the hole and on deck and stuff yeah so in the dugout that's where I'm nervous yeah that's where I'm kind of pacing is like getting that eleven twelve lifters out yeah once I get in the hole and once I get um on deck that's when the emotion that's when the emotions kind of go away and I just like and once I feel the bar I'm like yeah. Same bar go. in the gym. Here we go. Same bar in the gym. Let's let's try to do let's try to do what we need to do and what I've actually done before. Yeah. So and I, and I would say I, I, what I watch with you a lot, you know, again and again, the the individuals that ask you know your advice on me day is is kind of like it's, a, it's you're a duck on water. What's up? You ever seen a duck on water? Yes. On the surface, they just float very calm. Right? Yeah. But if you ever see something below the surface, you see a camera below there. Their legs are just paddling furiously. It's everything. So everything below the surface is going like crazy. Okay. And, but again, in your case, I, I feel it's very much the same where below the surface, everything's going like a thousand miles an hour, but on the surface, you're duck on water. Yeah. That, that, especially when you're in the hole and you're ready to go, like I've got in the videos of you lifting, 
that's how it is. Mm-hmm. You're approaching the bar, you're very, very calm, very stoic. And so, so again, that, that, to tie a, a nice little pretty bow on all this, you know, for advice going to meet day, you do want to visualize the list. You've already been doing the work. You want to visualize the list. You want to make sure you have a plan of attack. You don't need to get as nitty gritty with it as, well, if I get this lift, then this. No, you have a basic plan and you'll learn to adjust. You try to plan for things with, you know, if you can have somebody there to help you out, to watch the, you know, how far out you are, you know, control as many controllable as possible. And then once you get to the meet, stay within yourself. Yep. That, so that's, again, that's kind of tying a pretty bow on it. More specific questions, please DM us, whatever, happy yeah. to answer those. Because, uh, again, I know a lot of people are going, this is meat season right now. People are going into stuff and happy to give you guys input and yeah. all that. Yeah, for sure. So, Fun Size Eddie Hall, hopefully that answers your question. Uh, I'll tag you probably over the weekend that we're answering your question in depth on Two White Lights. And if you have an iPhone, get it on iTunes. Yep. Give us a five-star rating. Leave a review. If you have the internet, just go on Iron Authority. Go on ESM Radio. You can find our yeah. episodes. And uh, especially this upcoming episode, Iron Authority. Links in my bio. And my. And Bane's as well. All right. Yep. So, two way last question of the week. Done. We got a technique tip. We do. Uh, so For deadlift. For deadlift. And this is Turn again, up the volume. Crank, crank the volume because you're going to learn how to deadlift like Enzo. Just a tip. So, yes. Just, just a tip this week. So... Talking about deadlifts, everybody talks about what's the setup, what do we do. So I'm, I'm going to try to break down as many different things as I can, not to give people too many things to think about when they're mm-hmm. getting set up, but just, again, as you're observing your own. Because one of the areas where, uh, again, I, I do like to kind of build up Enzo and, and talk about, you know, one of the, things, the things he's really good at is he is very good at, you know, basically at, at film. You know, he'll go back and look at the video, see how his technique is, and he can identify, the, in especially himself, the areas where that wasn't right, that needs to be better, that needs to be this, that needs to be that. Uh, Again, maybe just from your your time playing football, doing film room, that kind of thing, but I think you're very, very good at that. And so what I'm giving you guys these tips for for deadlift is what to watch for while you're watching your own film. Highly recommend. You don't got to post everything. Film your sets, film your reps so you can understand how to do it. You don't want to do it till you get it right. You want to do it so you can't get it wrong. Mm -hmm. I love that saying. It's, It's, you know... Great, great one. So, thinking about your arms. This is true with conventional or with sumo. So, this is going to hit both sides. I will try to get some that are uh, technique specific, but these are going to be for both. You want your arms as straight as possible. Yeah. When doing a max effort lift. Now, there is nothing wrong with doing the wider grips because that does help to build up the bag. It helps build the traps. All that is good as far as an accessory. However, when you're doing a max effort lift, you want your arms as straight as possible. If you're looking at yourself, when you're standing up, as close to an H as you can. Mm-hmm. So the, the way I kind of envision it when I'm watching, if I'm watching my own film, is the arms are an H, not an A. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. That's really what the, and the, one of the Upper ways, case. Upper case. One of the ways to really focus on that and try to ensure that is flexor triceps. Yeah. So, so that's kind of the two-part technique is have your arms as straight as possible. Again, not out too wide straight as possible, and then have your triceps flexed. Because here's the thing. This is a, a also a way to help, hopefully, avoid injury. When your arm, your triceps are flexed, your arm is completely straight, as straight as it can be, you're going to create as little tension on that biceps tendon as possible. And then, as a, for instance, you have somebody like Enzo who can pull 730. The last thing you want to do 
is start to curl that arm a little bit and try mm-hmm. to curl 730 pounds. Yep. That's a great way to watch that bicep tendon pop right off. Well, your bicep's just going to go up into your delt. Exactly. And that's not what you want because nope. that hinders your training and hinders your progress. Nope. So that you do not want that is my technique for the week. All right. Very good one as well on deadlifts. I think a lot of people will be interested on that. I, so. uh, I like that tip as well. It helps. would help probably more people stay upright, which is a problem. It is. With a lot of people. It is. Um, and we'll yeah. get stuff for that too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so technique tip of the week done. We have a Larry Wheels did something. He did something. I'm going to let you do this one. Yeah, uh, Larry Wheels was one arm deadlifting. I don't know what six a lot of a lot of weight. Pounds. Yeah, a lot of weight. <laughs> so goddamn strong. Um, and no, no, there, had a strap. Had a strap on. He had a, yeah. He had a strap on he for his for his for his hand. Yes, low, for his low, for low. his for his hand. He had a strap on for his hand. <laughs> I'm, I don't know why I'm even specifying it, because I don't know even know what that is. Because we know the type of people that listen to us. Yeah, but yeah, he had a strap on for his hand to grip the bar better. And as he was going through it, which he's probably done this before, is this like a PR? He's, I'm sure it was, it's PRs all day, but he, yeah. he's done one-handed deadlifts, uh, a decent amount over the last I think month. he's, you think he had 600 pounds. Yeah, so before. this, this one, yeah. Uh, PR, yeah, I think he's done five, six, and he's done some pretty big numbers. Yeah, and uh, on the video he posted, um, sometimes those straps aren't great. They fail. They fail, and sometimes the weight is too much, and that thing snapped. And so did he. It snapped, and he gave the bar like a people's elbow backflip, kind of going onto it. He he did the backflip plus a tuck, and the collective sixteen to twenty-one year old set held their breath. Thinking their king may be hurt. It was the longest half a second in a lot of people's lives. I, I, I guarantee some people gasped, and we were like, he, "He was fine. He was laughing afterwards." Yeah, but no. But, I mean, if if he if he didn't if he didn't post a video after if he didn't Man. post an update after and you know just left it there, it's like the Sopranos finale. Oh, Spoiler exactly. alert! Would people would have lost. People their People would have lost. It's like what happened? What happened to Tony? What happened to Larry Wheels? He, he would have. He could have broken the internet with that video. He could have, and just like the rosaries were out, oh, they, they want to see their king not get hurt doing this because eventually it's probably going to happen. But if he does, if if he hurts himself doing this, it's such early part of his career. It, it's gonna. I think a lot of people just won't powerlift anymore. I think a lot of I think a lot of the uh, the teenagers who look up to him with this like they don't have their they don't have an idol anymore to look up to, and therefore. Why even get involved in the sport? Why, not? Well, pick, why, why do it? What is yeah, life? Pick up, yeah, pick up, yeah, pick up another sport. Pick up another Cricket, strength badminton activity. What's that? Badminton, perhaps. Yeah, badminton's good. Bowling. Yeah. Um, chess. Like golf. Chess. Golf's a really good one. Yeah. I think this is meathead golf. Powerlifting's meathead golf, in my opinion. Yeah, makes sense. Because we it's just not, not very spectator friendly. Um, we kind of did we and I mean most of us aren't on the PGA tour. Yeah, most of us are just at a All local out. country club, yep. just drinking beers and hitting a ball around. Yeah, same thing with us. Like most of us are just at the gym talking yeah. shit. At the gym, smacking balls around. Yeah, yeah, at the gym. Well, I'm just saying, lifting weights. Yeah, you're smacking balls around. Smacking balls around. Now? <laughs> is what it is, man. <laughs> All right. So that's why. Yeah, that's why I don't go to Monster Garage. No. Whatever. That was the first thing that came. Yeah, that was the first thing that came to your mind. Wasn't the first thing that came to my mind, oh, but again, Larry Wheels did something. Because you're close minded, obviously. Yeah, very. Uh, I'm bigoted. You that, well, that's for sure. I'm bigoted and a chauvinist. 100. percent But uh, Larry Wheels did something. He's okay. He's fine. 
He didn't get hurt. He will live to live another day. He will live to lift another day. Um, hopefully the bloopers keep coming, though. I that was it. I do enjoy seeing, and I like enjoy seeing, like, as a record or thing. It's amazing how much force a yeah. deadlift has when you see guys miss and then come up off the ground. Like, yep. they're about to match a man Randy Savage hit off the top rope. Yeah. And that's how hard they drop. It's like, they just always seem to drop and then just, like, end up on their side because they're trying to break their fall. And, like, they get some good hang time just not even trying to jump. Yeah, it's, it's impressive when you, and I, I like that point, when you really think of the amount of force it takes to, to lift those types of weights. And doing it in, in this case, you know, in the manner he's doing, he's really having to probably use more force than he would normally on a 675 because he's only doing it with one arm. He's having to truly create that and generate that uh, that drive. So uh, glad he's okay, but definitely a, a, a fun video to watch on a variety of levels. Yep. So hopefully next week Larry Wheels does something. Hope so. Hopefully next week, uh, or, so yeah, so for a rundown of next week, we're hoping to have some really exciting people on the show, because yeah. Bane is going to be in South Carolina. Um, we're going to try to figure out to one for Bane to give us a recap. You might see BC, I actually don't even know, you might be seeing a really long show, you might be seeing a short show, you might be seeing two shows. Who knows? I really don't know with uh, how this week's going to play out, because my, my co-host is going to be leaving me to lift, and then hopefully the following week. Yep. We're discussing some good news. Nine for nine meets. PRs so. all over the place. National so. champion. Maybe we'll have maybe we'll have a teenage national champion on the show. That'll be kind of fun. A lot of good things to talk about there. So, yeah. um, and, and hopefully right, within the week because the US Open too. so yeah. And then yeah, we're prepping for that as well. And I'm excited to as uh, I'm growing more in sport now. I'm starting to be more involved in other people's lifts. Yeah, and I'm actually really excited to see. I think, I think I know probably half a dozen people competing. Like, like I personally met them. Yeah, like so. a person, uh, personally met, yes, but not not as much this year because I know Vincent last year, Garrett last year. Yeah. Um, I really was curious to see what they would do this year. As far as like personal lifters, I know there's a lot of lifters I like. A lot of those too. <laughs> a lot of lifters I like yeah. competing. Just curious what they're gonna do, but uh, it, it's it should be a great show. Should be a great meet. Yep. Um, and also. Yeah, hopefully we can figure out a way for Bane to recap his meet quickly, uh, either over the phone. But if we can't, then we're obviously going to have to wait possibly a week until the weekend to record the show and yep. have a full recap of his meet. So yep. be on the lookout for guests this week. Be on the lookout for a few um, maybe guest co-hosts, maybe just interviews and all that fun stuff. Yeah. But good luck. Safe travels. Have fun. Thank you, my friend. You're going to be in South Carolina, so you better have fun at least. Yeah, oh yeah. You're going to be lifting weights in South yeah, Carolina. We're going to uh, recreate the scene in Rocky where Rocky and Apollo are running down the beach. Well, you got uh, you definitely got an Apollo. We do. Oh, we well, do. I'm more of a Donis. <laughs> you, yeah, you. I would, I would put. I would have laughed at Mike. You picks that up because we just the the smoothness of that voice. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, I think I think it did. It's but uh, yeah, I, yeah, you guys got an Apollo. I don't know exactly who your Rocky's going to be, but it's, uh, I'm not really a Rocky. I think I'm more of a, uh, a Drago. But that's just me. I think so too. Yeah. 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 Huh. I'm cool with that. Well, maybe Meadows could be Rocky, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, if we had you there, it'd be, it'd be perfect. But, <laughs> Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Pretty much. Sorry, guys. I would, I would obviously love to go with you. No, I got you. I would obviously love to go to South Carolina. It would have been fun. But yeah, uh, I understand. You, you've got a career still. Instagram's not paying the bills yet. By the way, please Venmo, 14 power, a uh, dollar. Everybody, everybody. Yeah, a dollar. I still didn't do, you know, and now it's going to be old. I still didn't do my list of demands for hitting 10K. Yeah, you did. You did. You I did, and I keep on forgetting it. I keep on not putting in the show, not putting it in the show. I don't so. even have ten k. Now I'm now I'm at eleven. All I demanded was an evil layer. I have that now. Yeah. So. Now now I'm at eleven. So 
I, I'm telling you, just the, the $1 Venmo. If you could get that going, man, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't even, I, that might be dishonest, I don't know, but. I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Then Do I get taxed from that? Maybe. Okay. I don't know how that works. Premium snap? I don't know. Ask, yeah, that sounds, the yeah, like, yeah, so, yeah, the IRS will get involved in that, right? Maybe. That's her. I heard they did, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's definitely above my pay grade and my knowledge, because I'm pretty much a walking 26-year-old child. So, 100% on that. Alright, again, good luck at Nationals. Thank you, my friend. Hearing, uh, looking forward to hearing a recap of that. I am the co-host, formerly known as Enzo, and with me is... Happy 316 and the Penny Dropper. And we'll <laughs> see you guys next week. Deuces.